Welcome to Remodel Your Life. We are shining the light on women working in the trades and remodeling their life into something better. Join a female cabinet maker in California in bringing together kitchen remodeling and working with your hands for a living. Welcome your host, Camille Finan. One of the things I love so much about getting into the skilled trades is just how much variety there is and how many avenues there are to get started. And today's guest is no exception. Catherine is a glassblowing instructor and is getting her feet wet in the glassblowing industry for the last couple of years. She's fallen in love with the complexity and challenge and currently runs the Instagram account called Glassy Bitch, which I absolutely love. So let's hear her story of what she's doing in the glassblowing industry. Thanks so much for joining me today. Um, I've got a great guest today. This is one of the young ladies that I wanted to really interview. She's got an amazing Instagram account called Glassy Bitch, which I love. And uh, so Catherine is here to kind of share her experience and sort of where she's at in the glassblowing industry and, and her background. So Catherine, thanks so much for joining me today. Hi. <laughs> um, so where I know you're in Asheville, North Carolina right now, but can you kind of give the listeners sort of a little bit of your background and your history of, you know, where you went to school and sort of how you got into glassblowing? Um, well, initially I started off doing ceramics. I started in high school and then I went to a community college, continued doing pottery. And then in order to get my BFA, I went to a four-year university called Cal State Fullerton, California State University of Fullerton. And I got my Bachelor's of Fine Arts in Ceramics, and while I was doing my ceramics major, I took a class in glassblowing because it was required for my ceramics major, and I fell in love and decided that I wanted to do that more than clay. So, uh, and my school didn't really have the option of majoring in glass yet, so still went away with my ceramics major. And then after graduating, I moved from Southern California to Asheville, North Carolina, where I am currently. Um, right before I got here, I did a three-month internship in Star, North Carolina at Starworks. And uh, I found there's a really cool thriving glass community in Asheville, so hmm. came all over here. And so what um, what do you think you're going to be doing in, in Asheville? Like what specifically are you, you know, is that a job there or what, what do you think you're going to be doing there? I've been here for almost six months, I think. And I've been working at the North Carolina Glass Center, which is a nonprofit organization. They have they offer classes, they have a gallery, and I'm currently working as one of their instructors. So I mainly do make-your-owns, which are short little pop-in workshops for the public. And I'll also do longer classes on the weekend that are either like three hours or two days or six hours. And I would like to ultimately be able to do my own like several week class. That would be fun. Mm -hmm. Another thing I do is I work for artists in the area. So if someone needs to hire an assistant, I'm ready and able 
Um, nice. Plus, I'm kind of working on trying to, I feel like it, I, I call it flipping the table. Like, initially you start out kind of apprenticing and working on other people and building your skills. And I'm trying to work on making my own line of products and selling that. So really being able to kind of put this, the fundamental skills that you've built up and actually start to apply them, it sounds like on your own projects now. You're kind of trying to switch that up a little bit. I don't think I'm really quite there yet to completely make my own stuff and sell it. So I'm kind of trying to get to the place where it maybe it's half and half selling my own stuff and half working for other people and teaching. Mm-hmm. And so when you say, since I'm new and I'm a beginner, I don't know anything about glass. Um, when you say you're trying to, you're not quite there or you're trying to, you know, get to that point, like, what does that actually mean? Like, is there, uh, what are the actual skills that you think you're trying to learn just for me as a beginner that you're really trying to perfect? There's, there's like a couple of things. So either when you're kind of making it as an artist, selling your own work, you're either kind of going in the more art, fine arts realm where you're making things that are larger and more conceptual and involved, and maybe exhibiting those in galleries, getting recognition, selling it to a collector, or there's more of the production aspect where you could be creating a line of maybe drinkware, like nice whiskey cups or some, some sort of production line that is easy to mass replicate kind of and has an appeal to it that you can market to the customer. So those are kind of like the abstract, but then it's like I need to decide which route I want to go on and then kind of work towards building clients and my own skills mm-hmm. and something that I can replicate. So you haven't quite decided what direction of the actual items that you want to make as well. So there's a lot, it sounds like there's a lot of directions that you could go with your skill set. Yeah, I kind of want to be able to do both in a way. Like, I I feel like at least when you're starting, you kind of need to be able to make something that you can mass produce and make a lot of sales of before. Because I feel like a lot of selling larger objects is, that you're kind of, your name's on it. And I mean, also the person likes it, but you kind of have to build a following. Mm-hmm. Got it. So your your eventual goal would be to own your own business, it sounds like, and sort of be able to make more artistic stuff, what you call fine art, and then also production is sort of the direction you're hoping to go. That's kind of half of it. I also, I would love to be able to teach as well as making my own artwork. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just nice to share something that you really appreciate with other people and it's really exciting to see people grow as they learn something and I think there's also this like art is a really kind of magical thing that you have a sense of accomplishment you get to be creative and you get to grow and like learn new things about yourself Mm -hmm. nice so would you how would you characterize yourself for someone that's new to the industry like where would you sort of you know, where would you sort of place yourself in the industry experience wise, just for someone that's new trying to like, understand how long it takes to be good at glass blowing? I'd say I'm more, I I would say beginning intermediate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I'm kind of just starting to make my own little little ripples in in the world. Okay, I'm still I mean, you're always learning. Because I don't know if you ever stop learning. But Mm -hmm. I'm started to be able to sell stuff and 
I'm making a living off of it right now. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, what do you guys like? What's kind of, you know, what do you kind of earn a month as a glass blower if you're like an assistant or something? Is just so we have like a general idea of a range of that. Is it by the hour? Is it mm-hmm. salary? Like, it depends. Like, uh, in this area, it's common for an assistant, unless you're gapping, maybe $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. So, if you're assisting, you're just there to make sure you're supporting, you're in a supporting role. And gaffing would be um, maybe the artist has created the design and they hand off the production of it to you. So, you are the one sitting down and making the object. So can you explain like yeah, what like, that actually what's actually happening? Say you have three people. Mm-hmm. And you're making a cup. You have the gaffer, the starter, and the assistant. The starter is the one making the first gather and, and putting a bubble in it, and then they let it maybe get cold. The gaffer is the one finishing the cup. They're creating the form, and then the assistant might take the cup and put it away in the box. So team. So someone's right. starting it, someone's finishing it and someone's assisting. Hmm. So it can take three people to make a cup. Not necessarily. That's if you're like, that's if you're trying to be real fast. Right. Because it only takes two, but three people would make it a third faster. Right. Got it. Okay. So the gaffer refers to like the stick that you guys are holding when you're passing that back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's the person. Oh, the person. it's the person. Okay. Got it. Good it's a role. Right. It's a role. It's a role. Okay. Role Thanks. of a person. Thanks for the explanation. <laughs> and the gather <laughs> and the gather I, I assume means you're putting the glass, the melted glass at the end of the stick. Yeah. So the act of putting your pipe in the furnace and putting glass on it is called gathering. Mm-hmm. And then the glass you have on the end of your pipe is also called a gather. Mm-hmm. And then how do you get the bubble there's inside a, of it? There's a lot of jargon about Right. How do you get the bubble okay. inside of the um, glass? The most efficient way to do it is you you have your pipe, you have the glass on it, the end. You might marver a little, which is um, there's a steel sheet in the studio, and you roll it on, roll the glass on that steel sheet, and that's called marvering. And then when you go to put your bubble in, you'll have your pipe, you'll trap some air in the pipe, with a bit of pressure and cover it with your finger and then you just wait and then when the air hits the glass it'll start to expand i'm pretty sure it's because gases heat up uh, expand when they're hot so you just trap that pressure in there and it'll start to expand if your glass is too cold this won't work if it's too hot and you don't control it well you might overblow your bubble so Hmm. factor of your heat your air your pressure so you're not actually blowing into it not for the first bubble. You, I mean, you do. You you blow air into the pipe, trap it. Mm-hmm. But you're not consistently blowing. You can start a bubble by consistently blowing, but that's not the most kind of effective way to do it. Got it. Okay. But once you have the bubble in it and your work next gather, you'll you'll have someone sitting down blowing into the pipe while you're turning the pipe at the bench using your tools on it. That's what the assistant's doing. They're blowing for you, or they might bring you a punty, which is what you use to transfer your, say, cup onto another pipe to open up the top. Hmm. Yeah, I've seen I've seen pictures of that being done. It looks pretty sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
Okay, so that's a, that's a good explanation. I can see why you might, why you really like glass blowing. Like, there's a lot of challenge involved in it. It sounds like. Yeah, there, it has like fun, create creative aspects, but there's also like this really technical kind of building yourself up. Mm -hmm. Interesting moment, I guess. Right. I get asked frequently to teach to nonprofits, schools, and organizations that are helping kids and people training in the skilled trades, and they're looking for some basics about tools. And just this last week, I was teaching some basic hand and power tools to a group of students, and by far, the number one standout tool that everybody was just going crazy over was my Stiletto Titanium 10-ounce hammer. Compared to the hammers they were given, they were just blown away by the difference in weight and yet how powerful it was. No more torn elbow ligaments and shoulder problems. This single tool will dramatically reduce your injuries. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about why I love it so much, because this series is sponsored by Stiletto, a US-based company that I truly stand behind, and it is my absolute favorite tool. I've had my Stiletto hammer for over 20 years, and I just love it, but it is a very specific size and shape specifically the 10 ounce smooth faced curved hickory handle. It's under $100 and the best purchase you can make. They say it has a stopping power of a 16 ounce hammer and I can verify that for sure. I can frame all day long with this. So if you already use a traditional hammer, you will love this for sure. And if you're just a beginner starting out, this will be the only hammer you need for life. So let's get into the features and why I love it so much. It's actually become like an extension of my body. So I had to really think about it a bit to list the features. So here goes. Number one, because I'm five foot three, which is short, I have short arms. So this extends my reach another full arm length. And because it weighs almost nothing, it's not heavy. So I can reach out a lot further with no effort. Number two, the weight. Because it weighs almost nothing, it is still super powerful on impact. I can use it for hours and hours with absolutely no arm fatigue at all. This includes demoing an entire kitchen, demoing trim and casework effortlessly, and of course, framing. I use it for installing kitchen cabinets and so many more things. Number three, the straight back claws let me get in close to the wall for demos. They're very narrow and very thin and they get me quickly behind the trim to remove or position cabinets. So many uses for these straight claws and they don't leave any marks on the wall. Number four, the curved hickory handle has this natural place for my hand near the end and makes swinging it a dream. I use so little effort because it has this sort of snap right at the end that that little subtle thing really helps the recoil, which brings me to the next feature. Number five, no recoil. Because it is so light, the titanium has this amazing way of absorbing the recoil and somehow concentrating your power in such an interesting way. I've never used anything like it. Number six, it is so balanced and proportional that it literally feels like it's a part of my arm. Kind of like I'm bionic. It makes me feel so powerful and I have had no injuries in 20 plus years from using it versus when I first started out in the union, my elbows and shoulders were almost completely shot in just the first couple of years. Number seven, lastly, the grip, which is so important and rarely talked about. Because most women are using a hammer that is too heavy for them, 
they have to squeeze their hand to hold on to it very tightly, which also creates carpal tunnel syndrome, not to mention torn forearms and elbows. Because it is so light, my grip is only tight enough right at the moment of impact and just enough to hold on to the lightweight handle. This means I have absolutely no hand tension or injury to my wrists. I can work for hours demoing a kitchen, ripping out a floor, removing all the trim in an entire house, and my hands won't feel sore at all. This is a major improvement. I remember going home with numb hands all the time using traditional hammers and it already developed a pretty severe case of carpal tunnel syndrome. This hammer fixed all that for all the reasons above. I just love her so much. And if you'd like to get yours today, please visit the link in our Instagram bio and pick one up and support this show with no extra cost to you. I can't wait to see you post pics of your new stiletto hammer and how you use it. This is my Boss Babe Hammer, and I hope you get yours today. What's your most successful thing you've done so far with glass blowing? do you think? The thing that you're probably the best at so far? I don't know what I'm best at, but I, I mean, I've been getting better and making things more consistent, which I've been something I've been wa- wanting to work on. And then the thing I guess I was most excited about making within the last year was I, I made, um, um, well, two objects I made. Both of them were during this internship I did at Starworks in North Carolina. Uh, I made a motorcycle, and that was really fun to make because it, it was kind of mind-boggling to try and figure out all the different parts I had to break it down into. Like, I made all the different pieces, and then I reheated them up and put them together in the hot shop. Um, I also did, it's like a glass sculpture. I also did another thing, which is a, a rabbit man. Hmm. A rabbit standing on a moon. And that was fun. It's just, I like sculpture because it's another technical challenge of trying to figure out the parts that are required to make the object. So to do that, so that concept is you make the pieces first and then you're like fusing them together? Kind of. Depends. Like There's a variety of ways to sculpt things. You can either get a glob of glass and then you can use tools to kind of make imprints or pull it. Um, that might be just making a, a sculpture with one bit of glass or you can attach bits to it mm-hmm. where you gather a little bit of glass, you get someone to bring it over, you attach it, and you maybe shape that. You can also pre-make parts. They'll Sometimes they're a little more crisp when you do that. So I might, before I want to make the whole thing, I'll take time to make, like with my rabbit, I made its pants. <laughs> I made two different boots. I made two different hands. I made its two shoulders. I made its torso. I made its head. Um, and then there was like a little moon it was standing on. So in the day of, I pretty much had all my parts made. I didn't make anything that day. I just heated them all up in... Uh, either just like a heated, uh, like an annealer or a garage. Mm-hmm. And then I picked them up and I used a torch and I just used the heat to glue them together. Hmm. That sounds really fun, though. It almost sounds like I used to do a lot of cake decorating and you make things out of fondant, right? And then you attach yeah. those to the cake. But you're using heat and glass, basically, to kind of do that, like oh. piece things together. And that I love doing that. That was super fun to do with cake decorating. 
So this adds like a danger element, <laughs> right? With yeah. the heat and all that. So, <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of my uh, favorite things about doing something like that is like, in order to make something more complicated, you have to work in a larger team. So when I made, say, the rabbit, I think I was working with three other people. So there were four of us together. I, w- I felt kind of like a conductor. Yeah, that's super, that's super cool. Like I, I had someone heating for me and then I had someone get a bit for me and I was just mm-hmm. like a symphony. I would take it and put it yeah. together. That's awesome. That yeah. sounds really fun. So we'll have to. A little bit. Yeah. And you still you still have those sculptures, right? The rabbit I left at the permanent collection at Star because as an intern there, they want you to mm-hmm. or when, when you're an artist coming through there, they want you to leave a piece with them kind of part of the exchange of being there right but the motorcycle i still have it's on display at a gallery in Asheville. oh nice so we'll have to link to level 42 yeah we can link to that in the show notes and show a picture of that that's kind of cool um and i love i'm a motorcycle rider so i I love the motorcycle concept so okay so that's something you're doing really well or you're just being you know doing doing well and being successful with what would be something as a young, you know, a beginner, intermediate, I think you said, um, glass blower, like what's something you struggle with? Um, I guess kind of there's so many options. So kind of narrowing down the direction and also knowing like choosing to live somewhere because it's like, oh, there's I could be a glass blower here. I could be a glass blower there. I mean, it's really exciting how many opportunities there are out there but it's hard to know what's the best direction to go in I guess Mm -hmm. so what do you use to kind of help with that do you have mentors that can help with sort of helping with the selection process I guess I have people that have encouraged me like I I really admire my professor at college Hiromi Takazawa and then some people I've worked for and some friends I've made in the glass world I feel like it's also that it's really exciting. You can travel a lot with glass if you want to. So I can I can go places and then kind of get a feel for them and see if that's something I'm more interested in, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or I could just have a place as a base and then jump around. There's a lot of workshops you can go to. Next month, I'm going down to the gas conference in um, St. Petersburg, Florida. And that'll be exciting because I'll get to meet up with all uh, like the glass community is really connected and kind of small in a way. So I'll get to meet up with a lot of people I, I've met over the years there. That's awesome. And so are yeah. you going to be taking classes there as well? Uh, they don't have classes during the gas conference. It's kind of uh, they'll have a bunch of different demonstrations. Like artists come from all over. They have they usually have like a couple different studios set up. So those sim- simultaneously, there's like three different places you could be kind of frustrating because you're like I want to see it all mm-hmm. but you can't yep um, <laughs> every single woodworking <laughs> conference I go to that's ex- I literally feel like oh my god I got to see 20 percent of it and I'm like oh I feel so f- yeah I know exactly what it's like yeah so yeah and they also have like an auction there's a tech display and then they'll have people doing talks mm, good so you'll so. so you'll be able to learn some stuff there then yeah that's awesome. Yeah, okay. I really, I'm trying to save up to buy some tools when I go there. It's really a nice time to go to get tools. They're like discounted. And also you can go and feel them all out and compare. Mm-hmm. So what would be your, uh, like, what's your favorite tool? 
What do you think is a really great uh, tool to have as a glass blower? There's the four basic tools every glass blower needs, kind of, which are your your jacks, your diamond shears, straight shears, and tweezers. And then from there on, it's just there's there's a whole world of tools you can go to. Okay. There's there's some like some glass blowers are real just tool nerds. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> That's awesome. So upcoming, basically, you have that you're going to be hopefully opening up an Etsy shop and starting to sell some of your own sculptures and sort of, you know, as you get better and better, start putting stuff up there for sale, right? And then other than that, maybe just more and more teaching experiences and just sort of getting better at your craft, right? Is that kind of what's coming up? Yeah. I also, I applied for some different workshops um, at two different craft schools. And so I'll see if I, I applied for scholarships, so I'll see if I get it or not. Hmm. Nice. What are the names of those schools? There's Hillchuck Glass School in Stanwood, Washington. It's just about 60 miles north of Seattle. Mm-hmm. And then right by me, there's Penland School of Crafts. And it's about 60 miles away from Asheville as well. At Pilchucks, it's exclusively glass blowing. It's a really kind of unique place because they'll have about seven different glass classes each session over the summer and people come from all over the world to go there so it's kind of really cool hmm. and then Penland has I think they have like five five or six different studios like they'll have fibers wood clay glass metals and a bunch of other stuff and they have a really great program as well. So. That's awesome. Well, we will be we will be hoping for that. Um, and maybe we'll bring you back after, you know, maybe in a year and see sort of what you've created and, you know, where you've where your experience has taken you. I think it's really it it's it's exciting to be at the sort of beginning of your career and all the different directions you can go. And yeah. we love following people as they get better and better and better and, and get closer to, you know, closer to doing what they really are gonna eventually do for many years. So um, I thanks for your, you know, just thanks for your time and sort of sharing, you know, just sharing what you're doing. And uh, we will make sure to follow your Instagram account called Glassy Bitch. <laughs> and, uh, and your Etsy will make sure when you open up your Etsy shop that we, um, you know, include that link. And if anybody wants to buy some pieces from you, um, myself included, I'd love to buy a glass motorcycle. I think that's really cool. <laughs> and, uh, uh, both my husband and I ride, so it would be nice to do a, um, specifically Ducati. So if you do another <laughs> motorcycle, do a Ducati <laughs> and we'll buy that. We'll buy that from you. That'd be a good Christmas gift for my husband. He would not be expecting that. <laughs> so, so thank you so much. Yeah. I'm excited to see what the future holds. Thank you. It was fascinating talking to Catherine about getting into the glassblowing industry and all the amazing opportunities that she has in front of her. And that gas conference sounds like a lot of fun. But I really think it's time to reconnect with Shannon and find out how she got to be the best Renaissance glassblower in the Midwest. You're not going to want to miss this. She fought her way into a very exclusive club and spent 15 years holding court. I'll see you next week.
for listening to Remodel Your Life. I sure have enjoyed being with you today. And if you really like our show, we'd love it if you would subscribe through iTunes. You can always send us feedback through email at Camille at RemodelYourLifePodcast.com. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Remodel Your Life podcast. This episode has ended, but your remodeling journey can continue. Head over to RemodelYourLifePodcast.com to access all the resources, tools, and links mentioned in this episode. Until next time, get your hands dirty and create the life you want from the foundation up. And thanks again to Blue Apron. I just love cooking with them and so appreciate their support of my show. Mm-hmm.